Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast. Before we get into it, just want to take the time to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with people that fit your audience. Small podcasters is the best way to monetize your podcast. And you can do that by going to podgo.co to sign up. That is P-O-D-G-O.C-O. On today's episode, there's an Indie World Showcase right after our episode last week dropped, so we talked about that this week. Tyler had some topics to talk about, including him finally being Monster Hunter Rise, and at the end of the episode, we run through our coolest gaming moments, moments that made us hype, that made us emotional, whatever coolest fits in your description. Leave a rating and subscribe if you enjoyed, helps grow the show, and most importantly, enjoy this episode. Switch It Up Podcast. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby. This is Season 2, Episode 36. Colby, how are you doing today on this? It's a a gloomy day. Yeah, I was thinking of the right adjective. It's gloomy. Gloomy but warm, so we'll take it. I'm doing pretty well. I feel like I say this every week, but now we're like officially, my my teacher said today in class, we're in the final stretch of sophomore year. Then we were juniors. God, old. Uh, Yeah, right. I'm doing very well though. I had a great uh, weekend celebrating the birthday with you. That was a ton of that was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Haven't really been doing much of the gaming, much to people's surprise. The most gaming match I've been doing is playing Fire Emblem Heroes. I've really been on that, grinding up for some orbs. Not sure why, I just hit the hit the niche and you know, just being a rebel, I did it during class six. I didn't really want to pay attention. So I'm like, I'm gonna play some heroes because playing Switch would be a little out there, but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when I'll go back to Switch. Uh, I'll probably replay an old game here soon. It'll probably be Breath of the Wild. Shocker. I know you all are just absolutely bamboozled, but I'm doing really well. Enough about me, though. Tyler, how does it feel being 20? Uh, I don't, I'm not feeling the effects yet. I have a feeling I'm going to get hit with a shockwave of uh, aching bones and joints and the urge to play crossword puzzles and Sudoku, Sudoku, yeah. Uh, but it was really good. Uh, this is my first birthday out of quarantine, uh, which because I had one in and now one out, and it was pretty damn good. I mean, you made me feel guilty about every gift I've ever given in my entire life because of how good yours were, and then you know my girlfriend also just compounded on top of that, and because hers were all great, so. And you all, you guys also gave me a lot of food to eat. Like I, yeah, I you're good. You're, you're you're good for a couple days. I was about to say I could feed, I could give rations to a small army. I need to get back out and uh, start running again. Uh, the the FedEx workout regime isn't uh, isn't keeping up anymore. But wow. uh, 
I've been doing a bit more gaming. I kind of took the weekend off from school. I got everything I needed to do done for this weekend, so I was I was pretty all right with uh, just chilling out and enjoying my my birthday and my brother's birthday, uh, which you know that took up both uh, both days of the weekend. But I I finished Monster Hunter Rise, I believe, since the last time uh, I talked about it on the podcast. Uh, I officially beat all the content that there is right now. Uh, and I've just been grinding out that game because I need uh, I need more materials and I need to build sets for when the new update comes out. But are you uh, gonna hundred percent? I don't think you can really hunt hundred percent. I was asking you even hundred percent monster. I don't think there's really a way to do that. There's no like collectibles or anything. It's more just I think if you'd want to hundred percent complete the game, you'd have to like craft every single armor piece, upgrade it fully. Every you know. I don't think it's a 100%able game, to be honest, but I think I have like 90 hours in it right now. I have been fucking going crazy on that game, just kind of grinding the final boss over and over again uh, to craft some some talismans. But that is about it. I, I did summon a lot on gotchas for my birthday. Uh, I was able to get a single five star on uh, on heroes, Lachesis. There you go. Uh, the the younger brother to Eldigan, or sorry, younger sister to Eldigan, uh, is what she said that she was. She's another dancer as well, which is good. Uh, I got Lavitane, what w- Ninja Lavitane, whatever her name is, uh, yeah. on the banner that I was struggling on before. Uh, I got her as well. And then just today, I got normal Lynn just from a random uh, summon on the new banner that came out. But she has a minus speed uh, IV. So probably going to mer- to uh, had just had use her as Gale Force fodder. Fodder? Yeah, fodder. But And then on Pokemon Masters, Elio, the Pokemon Sun and Moon male protagonist, came out with Primarina. Legend himself. Uh, and, you know, he came out my birthday. I remember us talking about him and how, like, he is the character that I would probably dress the most at, like, dress the most like in our, uh, in our tier list, not in our tier list, but in our ratings of Pokemon, uh, styles. Yeah. So I, I had to summon for him. I got him, th- uh, three out of five, which is enough to get the full Synchrid. So, uh, we're chilling there and I still have 6,000 gems to spare, which is good. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're going to come out with something way more OP in like two days and I'm going to feel horrible about myself. But uh, what's funny is, I don't know if you remember this because you weren't really in, you kind of took a break from Pokemon around the sun and moon era. You didn't play them, but I, I only ever told you this. I literally, I've held sun and moon in my hands <laughs> along with a 3DS. Yeah. But that same day it got traded in for a switch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Listen, I don't really blame you, even though I think Sun and Moon are some of the best. But I don't know if you know this, but there's been a there was a meme that the Sun and Moon protagonists in particular are very like unexpressive, like in cutscenes. Oh, like see, I, I've seen that. Yeah, in like cutscenes where there are like big important lore drops, they're just like smile. They just hold the same blank face the entire time. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Masters. This has been going around Twitter lately. Pokemon Masters has kind of incorporated that into their actual personalities oh, that's pretty cool. and kind of made it like a lore thing so it's pretty cool they kind of made it so that they're a little like they take time to process like jokes and stuff and 
I, they're either deep in thought or just kind of like spacing out a lot. So I thought that was cool. I thought I'd mention it there because, you know, there's not a lot of other things that I've been doing in gaming recently. But as per usual, Colby, for this podcast and, oh and news, uh, directly after we the the last episode went up for everyone to to view and enjoy seemingly the second we hit stop recording <laughs> yeah seemingly the exact moment colby's finger hit the button uh a new nintendo indie world showcase was announced and then subsequently watched mm-hmm. and on i believe next day wednesday yeah i was gonna say the exact next day is when it came out and I mean, I'm not really even surprised at this point. This happens every single time. I think season three is going to come with a, a day change for yeah, episode season, drops. Season three might be moved to a Thursday release. Might be moved to later in the week. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, season three, nothing still, really. Not, yeah, still, still, still a very long way off. Still a very long way off, so no need to stress yet. But yeah, there was an Indie World Showcase up. Uh, Indie World isn't the most important thing on my docket whenever I see it like released as far as Nintendo announcements go, but still it's just interesting to see what small game and small games and small developers can throw together and put out there. And you know, you can tell in these in these, I guess, mini indie world directs that the developers they they really do care about this and you can see that they have a lot of passion behind the projects. I wrote down a few that caught my eye. Uh, will I get them? Probably not, but just some thought just on life was like, oh hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, the first one was um Aerial Knight yet never yield the one about the futuristic Detroit. It's a side scroller platformer. Yeah, it's kind of like an infinite runner game, kind of yes. like uh, Temple Run and like Super. The new, the newest one I can think of is Super Mario, like Run or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Uh, but it's on the Switch. It's like a yeah, a futuristic parkour game. We have to avoid obstacles and such. As a unique premise, it's in the future. It's like a dystopian future, kind of like Mirror's Edge in a yeah. way. Uh. I thought that was really cool. I think the soundtrack would be really neat. Yeah, the soundtrack really is what they everyone was taking the most pride in when they were talking about that, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Good, good soundtracks for games are very important. I was going to say, it was like, a, well, it was set in like Detroit or something, I think. Like a Tokyo, a Tokyo-ified. A futuristic uh, Detroit is how they described it. Yeah, so they have a bunch of artists working on, on the music. And from what it sounded like, it sounded like some, my mic is all the way over there. I really hope that didn't. Oh, the mic's screw. back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did get my mic back also. <laughs> uh, after my, <laughs> that's a story for another day. But yeah, soundtrack was. I think the soundtrack was the thing that stood out most about that game. Uh, I saw you know the developer on Twitter talking about it, and you know it's really cool. Again, Indie World Showcase. My favorite part about it is seeing like all the developers from all over the world. Like it's mm-hmm. super cool how the different developers from all over the all over the globe will. Um, you know, describe their games or what certain things they will take from their own cultures and put it into those games, which is really cool. But uh, yeah, that was one of the first announcements, wasn't it? It was uh, one of the first. Again, I only wrote down a few here. The second one was one you actually texted me about. It's called The Longing. It's oh, yes. It's a hand-drawn art style, which is very cool, and it looks very good. You can actually play it now, I believe. Yep. Uh, the so. plot is you are the last servant of a king from a former underground kingdom, and its big gimmick is... It is a. It will take you, Tyler. How many days does it take you to beat the game? Real life days. Yeah. So th- I was about to say this is real life time for four hundred days <laughs> to beat this game. 
I mean, it's, what? Ne- I don't think I've ever heard of that concept before. I haven't either. I mean, you have games that like make you wait in real time to yeah, like sure do things, but like when does the timer start? You know, does it start when you download the game or does it start when you open the game for the first time? I imagine that's when it starts. Yeah, I hope so. Good God. But then, like, I think it just keeps running. Like, even if you stop playing the game, Animal Crossing style, like, okay, I'm done. It's going to count those hours you're not playing it towards your well, yeah, towards your goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So apparently there's a lot of things that you can, like, do to pass the time in this game. Uh, I don't know. It's like you can't speed un- unless you're like hacking the game. You can't really speed run this game. You can't really skip to the ending. Like, yeah, you I don't can't think time travel. I don't think we're going to see any spoilers to this game. Well, actually, I think you could probably speed up the uh, the switch's clock, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. That's true. I didn't even think about that because that's how you do. That's how you do crazy raid stuff in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And also, yeah, people time, already, people have already beat this game. I think. Yeah. T- time jump in. Uh, in Animal Crossing, so that's true. I, I forgot about the, the how easily you can manipulate the Switch's clock, but yeah, but yeah, if you're not doing that and you're doing it like purest Animal Crossing style, uh, holy shit! <laughs> like that is, I I don't know. Like, what else could you do in that game, man? Do you think about, if, if we started now, we would be seniors in college by the time we were done? Yeah, I know. That's ridiculous. It's, I, I, it's a cool and neat concept. I just, is, I don't know who, I, I don't know who that appeals to. I was about to say the appeal. I feel like is a bit questionable, but wow. If you can get your game on the Switch, just get make the game you want. And you just roll the dice. Again, it's out now. So if you want to give it a shot, it's called The Longing. Third, and I think probably the biggest because the ending. Oh, well, I mean, we'll go touch on the ending here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The eighty is an eighties style, so they brought back the original eighty style side scroller, and it's a theme. It's themed off of arcade beat 'em ups. Yes, it looks very well done. Gorgeous. It looks so good. I uh, I don't know. I I don't really like playing those games alone, so I don't know if I'll get it. Like I would need to have friends to play it with. But mm-hmm. God damn it. It looks so freaking beautiful, and uh, I believe the com- the person behind Sonic Mania's music is doing the music. Oh, man. So, major props there for getting mm-hmm. him on board, or, or them, or her on board. I don't, I don't remember exactly who it is, but it looks so good. Like, it looks yeah. really, really smooth. The pixel art style is just always so... Like, they did it right, and it's so For good. sure. They definitely did it right. They did the... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, God, it's kind of crazy how long they've been around, and I don't know how relevant they are in the year 2021, but it's nice to see them get a reamped game. And then the last one I had written down before we get to the ending was um, Skull. It's a Hero Slayer game, but there's 90 playable characters. Yes. And I believe you, I, th- I think the characters are like you take the, the skull of the person you've just slain, and that, those are the abilities you get. And you have to traverse different ones to beat different levels. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Uh... I guess Kirby in a way, where you so. like a copy ability kind of deal. Uh, sorry, I'm, I was looking up uh, the other games that there were. That's all right. Because I wanted, because there's a few that I wanted to touch on as well. But yeah, the skull one looks. I think the skull one is the one that's getting the most traction. Again, an, a a, sep- a different pixel art style, but looks really good. It looks a lot like the game the Wizard of Legend that I have that I've had for since the Switch like launch. Uh, so I might pick it up. Ninety though, like even it's if that's lot. just en- even if that's just enemy types, 
that you steal skulls from, that's a lot of enemies. That is a lot. Of, that is a lot. Now, it's probably, you know, not every enemy is probably going to be, like, super complicated or anything. Like, they're probably just going to have one ability. But from the things that they were doing in the trailer, like, holy shit, they must not be that simple because the protagonist is doing some crazy shit. Yeah, they were. So, I don't know. Like, over, that's just a, that's just, for me, that's an incomprehensible number. Like, even if I'm trying to think of it in, like, Kirby terms, like, I don't think there's 90 different, like, 90 unique enemy types in Kirby in a single no, Kirby no, game. There's no, right? there's no chance. So, I'm excited. I'm, that, that's one of the good games that I, that really, that's one of the games that struck me as like, oh yeah, this is going to be a game, a good game that I would like to play. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, I forget when that one's coming out, but I, I do have the release dates here. Uh, Chris Tales is something I wanted to touch on because it's an RPG where you manipulate time, so it gave me some Three Houses vibes. Oh man. So you can like, I think the example they gave in the trailer was that you can reverse an enemy back to like when they were a child so that they're way weaker. That's freaking wild. I'm wondering how many more like unique time based scenarios you can do like that. So that's one I would kind of want to keep my eye on. That's coming out in in a few months. So we're not really near that yet. Uh, The other one was Aztec Forgotten Gods. I, I, yeah. So you're this girl with this massive like stone robot arm and it it looks like it looks pretty high budget to be honest like it looks really good it does uh and you you know it's it's like an adventure beat em up game looks super sick looks like you got a lot of cool abilities to fight you fight gods so that's pretty sick also shocker you fight gods in a video game in a, in a yeah but it looks super cool that one's coming this year in the fall so when I go back to when we go back to college, so that'll be something we might be able to get. There's skull. What else? I think that was the last. Th- those are the only two I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk, was... talk about the ending? <laughs> the indie world. I was in class. I never went back to see the ending. But I'm looking at this. It said, "Was it oxen free?" Um, uh, maybe Ox- I, oxen free two lost signals. Yeah, that sounds about. That sounds right. But how they did it was they did the classic Nintendo thing where we have was, one more thing left to show you. No, no, they said like that. That's it. This yeah, is, yeah. Like, that's it. It's over. Like goodbye. And then it was like, oh wait, one more thing to show you. Chat. The fastest I've ever seen a chat move, by the way. Just oh yeah, blazing speed. Like oh my god, it's Hollow Knight Silk it's Song. Hollow Knight, yeah. And uh, it was it was not Hollow Knight Silk Song. Not even the slightest. Not even close. And I think this is our sixth direct since our sixth indie world. Excuse me. Since it has been announced, where we've just got nothing, absolutely nothing. I, yeah. say, I say we, like I'm part of the Hollow Knight community, but I mean, as a, a game. <laughs> ironically, I, unironically, I have been watching more uh, Hollow Knight content. It's really making me want to pick up the game, but I'm not sure I'm gamer enough to even beat it. So no, we're not, we're not that prestige. But uh, I, I do remember what Oxen Free is now. It's sort of like a, it's more of a story-driven game, admittedly, uh, but. I remember it was pretty successful, so it getting a sequel is, is pretty big as well. But I, I did talk to you about the Hollow Knight thing because obviously everyone wanted it to be here because it's been forever since we've seen since we last seen Silk Song yeah. uh, showcased anywhere. But I don't know, like like we've seen what COVID and this whole virus did to big AAA developers. It set them back uh, in many ways. So God only knows what it's going to do to a 
to a small indie yeah. indie game, and I don't know. I'm not invested in it, so I, you know, I can. I feel like I'd be able to wait. You know, like you know, let them take as long as they need because we've had, you know, it's the we always have these constant reminders every once in a while. You have those unfinished games that are just super anticipated. They come out and they flop. You got Cyberpunk is probably the biggest one. Yeah, recently, and that was freaking huge. Yeah, massive Mil- flop. Millions lost. Millions lost. Years waited. Like, m- almost double-digit years waited. Yeah, almost. For that game. So I don't know. I think I feel like it's a Metroid Prime, and uh, I guess I guess for me and you, it'd probably be comparable to Metroid Prime and uh, and Breath of the Wild. Yeah, where, for sure. You know, we just we really want them to come out, but. Yeah, take your time with it. For me, I can't speak for you, but for me, you know, take they can take their time. No, I I agree. I feel the same way about Breath of the Wild too, and you know, all these games that are like still in development and not really being shown at all. Yeah, the more good games there are out there, the better the gaming landscape is. And rushing games isn't a good formula to make good content. And you want to spend, and when you want to, and when you spend thirty, forty, fit whatever you spend on the game. You want a good experience, and you don't want, especially for a game like Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. where it got like mainstream, big time attraction in the gaming world. Yeah, this sequel is pretty hyped up amongst that like community interest in gaming as a whole. You don't really want to mess that up because even for in, like indie developers, like big AAA developers, have room to miss. I feel like indie studios don't really have a lot of room to miss no, at all because the, the, fund, really. the funding's probably not there. No, I, I don't believe it is. And I mean, even even without having my hands on it, I can you know you can just tell Hollow Knight just exudes quality. Yeah, like the the hand drawn art style, the just the massive amount of like content to do in the game. They already released DLC for the damn game, for God's sake. It's I feel like that game, that indie game in particular, would take longer to develop than than most indie games on top of the fact that they want to take their time anyway with it i assume because again this this little indie game came on and and just completely exploded on the scene and now people are talking about they want hollow knight and freaking smash because of how big he is in the indie gaming landscape he'd be a great representative he really would i mean we already have steve but can you even really call minecraft an indie game representation anymore no not really considering you know highest selling game of all time ever but I believe that's everything I want to talk about in the indie game showcase. There are some good ones in there. Definitely, definitely a good indie world. I was about to say, like, I this this feels like a, re- a repeat of the last direct we had, where everyone expected the world and they got exactly what should have been expected for mm-hmm. an indie world. So, yeah. I was about to say, got some really good games. I believe they're coming. That I'm, I feel like I'm going to pick up. I mean, last time we got Spirit Fair, and I loved that game. So, uh, thinking one of these games hopefully might. Uh, have that same role when they come out of course and that's everything for the indie world direct that was last wednesday so by the time you're listening to this almost about a week and maybe even a week exactly you can take the next two because you said you'd something on apex legends and then you beat monster hunter rise yes so we'll start with apex because that'll be shorter uh so let's see roughly Three hours ago, at the time <laughs> of recording this, a new trailer dropped for 
the the next legend to be added in uh, the next character to be added in Apex Legends. Uh, and the developers have been on Twitter saying, like, you know, if you're a Titanfall fan, you're going to love this next season. We're adding a lot of Titanfall stuff back into Apex. We're fleshing out that lore, that sweet, juicy story. <laughs> and that sweet, yeah. sweet lore. And today we got an eight minute character trailer for the newest for the newest character called a, a full animated like character trailer uh back at like a story trailer for, for the new character called valkyrie uh and she is the daughter of one of the antagonists from titanfall 2 called viper uh viper is part of this uh this mercenary group called the apex predators which is where apex legends gets its name the leader of the apex predators is the uh commissioner for the apex games his name is cuban blisk and he kind of revived this old blood sport of the Apex games that existed before the uh, the Titanfall war happens. So, you know, he's making bank doing that. Uh, and this new legend is the daughter of one of his old working buddies named Viper. And in the trailer, like, we see her piloting a Titan. Like, it, people were going crazy thinking, like, they're, they're going to add freaking Titans to Apex Legends, which... Uh, I don't think we're ready for that yet. No. This is close because, you know, from the data mines and from the trailer, she's, like, donning a jetpack, like, semi-mech suit. It's like an exoskeleton. Yeah, like, it's kind of like an... Like, if you ever played Advanced Warfare, uh, kind of think of it like that. It's kind of like an exosuit. Uh, but it kind of get. It seems like it's going to give her the powers or, like, the abilities of the North Star Titan, which is her father's Titan. That's pretty uh, sweet. Which has you know aerial mobility, missile systems, dashes in the air. Uh, it's good. if you've ever played Overwatch, talking to the audience, not you, because I know you haven't. Uh, <laughs> think, think of it like a Pharah type character added in, uh, you know, with jetpacks and boosts. I assume as is that's what it's going to be. But as a Titanfall fan, it was oh so great to see you know Viper and all these references to to the past again. I've been off of Apex for a while. I'll admit, I've been off of it for a while. You know, Monster Hunter came in and completely just took over my took over my uh, my life. gaming time and my life in in general. Yes, uh, it it probably will continue. This this update doesn't come out until May fourth. Uh, then again, that's when the Monster Hunter update will be out by then. So we'll have to see. I'm gonna have to <laughs> divide my time up a bit more in uh, at least in my free time when I have it for gaming. But, yeah, I just want to talk about that because it just happened. And as an Apex fanboy, I am super excited to see Titanfall just being referenced and, and brought into the limelight again. But uh, speaking of Monster Hunter, I have officially beaten it. I'm pretty sure I didn't have it beat the last time uh, we we talked. But No, uh, you did not. Now you, are, now you are qualified to give a full-scale review. Yes, I was about to say. I'll, I'll give... We're about half an hour, and I'll give... I'll just talk until it's until it feels wrong to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, so here, should I do spoilers or not? Because I feel like some people who watch us still haven't gotten Monster Hunter. Um, who I, listen I, to us? I, and I, if I if I end up spoiling, minor spoiler warning. All right, all we'll, right. we'll say that just minor. just in case I actually do. Okay. So timestamps in the description if you want to skip ahead. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, you might not even put them in there because 
the story for this game is not finished. We talked about this. Yeah. Uh, before I had heard that the game that the story for the game wasn't finished, and it was true. Uh, the game, the main story arc for the game does not conclude. Uh, after the final boss of this original version of the game. Uh, I imagine that's going to be remedied in this late April update, but yeah, this game was pushed out a bit rushed in that department. You would not know it at all by playing the game, though. Like, you can clock in 50, 60... Again, I have 80 hours in this game already, and I have like just gotten to the end game, of which there is very little. There is very little end game. I, again, I feel like that's going to be remedied in this patch, but I think... Like I talked about last time, it's probably because of, you know, the crazy effects that this virus has had on development. But it's crazy, you know, in a land where these unfinished games completely get, you know, destroyed and flop completely. And they are just so, so unfinished, they're unplayable. Cyberpunk, obviously, referencing that again. But Monster, again, Capcom, man, they just don't miss. Like, this game is unfinished, and it's still probably one of my favorite games ever. Because it's just so good. It does, it improves so much on world. It adds all sorts of new mechanics. Again, there's no, like, needless padding of the content or anything. It's just constant, like, getting you into the action. There's no real, like, boring downtime in it. You just hunt monsters, upgrade your armor, get your items and farm, and then repeat. Like you, you are just always in it, and it's great. Uh, I'm mirroring a lot of points of uh, Scott Falco, who did a a review on this as well. If you guys are fans of him, but uh, yeah, this game is great. I still have more to do. I haven't even done all the rampage quests yet. Like I'm not even completely done with the game yet. Uh, but I am building my you know my end game sets and all. But the final boss is actually really cool. Uh, I will try not to spoil it too much, but the final boss, super awesome. Uh, we're actually going to, we're actually might talk about uh, final bosses later in the, uh, in this episode in general, at least on my end, uh, for a little surprise segment. But <laughs> uh, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise, I'm gonna give it like at least, I'd say like a nine out of ten, and it's not even fucking finished yet. There you go. It's crazy. I don't know how they do this. It's amazing. And Monster Hunter Stories Two is gonna come out, and it's gonna be awesome as well. Like, this this game company is probably, again, probably the one I have the most confidence in in this modern era of gaming. Uh, or at least the team behind these, you know, but the team behind Monster Hunter. Because, goddamn, it has just been nothing but smiles the entire way through. And I'm a recent fan, so I'm sure it's even more so for, for many others who have been in this series for way longer than me. But, yeah, Final Boss was great uh, for this game. Uh, I wasn't actually too far off at the last time we talked about it. So uh, I don't really have too much new to say. Again, like wire bugs are great. Uh, I don't know how I will live without them in subsequent uh, games because they are so damn useful. But yeah, Monster Hunter Rise, absolutely one of my top recommended games for you to get on the Switch. I'm going to try and pressure Brock into getting it. I swear it'll happen. But uh, yeah. All right. I just... Uh... That's will, my da- that's my weekly reminder to get Monster Hunter Rise. All right, I'll toss some I'll toss some numbers at you for Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, you did say you had some uh, some extra info to add to this for the month of March, and this game came out on March twenty sixth, right? 
Yes. So for the five days it was out in March, it ranked second that month in games in the gaming world in the gaming unit sold department, only ranking behind Call of Duty. So no, no real um shame in that. And it yeah. was the highest ranked Switch game, and it is the already the fourth best selling game of 2021. <laughs> That's what you love to hear, man. It's great. Yeah, it's ah. It's big. It's huge. I, I'm telling you guys, I'm not lying. Get this game. It is amazing. Yeah, I was about to say. The so num- f- there is mathematical evidence for it, even. So for we here's here's what we have for best selling games of 2021: uh, Black Ops Cold War, Super Mario 3D World, Mar- Spider-Man Miles Morales, Monster Hunter Rise, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, <laughs> Mario Kart 8, Minecraft, Madden NFL 2021. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and Outriders. Those are the best-selling games of this year so far. And unfortunately, it is not uh, Am- Monster Hunter anyway is not a best-selling game of the last 12 months yet. Listen, I think I threw this in the chat or somewhere. I threw this on Twitter, I think. And I, and I can't take credit for this quote, but it's so true. It's that everybody loves Monster Hunter, but some people just don't know it yet. <laughs> every, every, everyone's a fan everyone's already a fan by default. Some people are just not aware of the fact that they are a fan yet. You're just born a fan. <laughs> You're just born a fan of Monster Hunter. That's how it works. That's how God willed it. And that is how we are we are carrying out his will by playing Monster Hunter. Death, taxes, but, everyone likes Monster Hunter. Yes, yeah, death. The three certainties in life. The three constants of, of existence. Exactly. But, I mean, hey, again, the fact that this game isn't even, like, fully done and it's getting shining reviews and crazy sales is just a testament to the quality that this team strives for and that i am so surprised i never got into earlier but i'm very thankful that i discovered now while i'm still relatively young as the age starts creeping up on me so does this only make stories even more high like only more hype for stories when that comes out in june stories is the one that needs to do good like i don't think the first story is sold super well but it's still got a sequel uh and now that monster hunter is way bigger here in the west i was about to, I was about to say yeah like i think it's gonna do just fine like i've watched the trailers a few more times now god i'm super excited for i'm super excited to try it out it's basically monster hunter pokemon is the way that most people describe it. You actually team up with the monsters. You ride, you like, you ride on the back of some monsters, and you fight other monsters. And you can also use some of the weapons uh, as well. As you can fight as your human character as well. Oh, nice! Uh, it just looks super cool. The the trailer just looks awesome. It has a cell shaded, you know, Breath of the Wild look to it. So I know you'd you'd love the look of it, but I think th- I think that's the one that needs to do good. It's an RPG. It's definitely not traditional Monster Hunter, but I think oh it's a good... God. This might be my game. <laughs> I was about to say, it's a really good introduction to Monster Hunter. Uh, the story, again, being literally in the title of the game, Monster Hunter Stories, the story is much more fleshed out and you know more of a focus than in regular Monster Hunter games. Uh, so I have heard that it's a really good entry into the series. So... If you are thirsting for games, I think you should get stories. Because, because there's also multiplayer in it. 
I was gonna say I bought one game, like one new game this entire <laughs> year. Yeah, I'm assuming we'll hear more on stories at E3. It's the same month it comes out. I'm, I'm assuming it'll get something. Yeah, yeah, I think a final uh, trailer, news, whatever, it'll get something. Yeah, I've been talking up Snap. I think I might pass it up in order to save money for stories. Snap is, I think, what two weeks? Yeah, Snap's really close, but I don't know, like. I've just, I've been seeing trailers for both of them like side by side on my YouTube feed, and every single time I just look at Monster Hunter stories, I'm like, wow, this is the this one. Is th- this is what I want. So, yeah, I I would recommend getting stories because again, I think I think this company is definitely worth like again Monster Hunter Rise. I keep saying again, Monster Hunter Rise is the first game that I've pre-ordered in a real in a pretty long time. I mean, the last one was all stars so i don't think that counts because we knew it was going to be limited so obviously yeah. we got it yeah anyway but you know it, it was one of those games where i didn't have any reservations in pre-ordering it like even in even in all stars case i was like oh, do i want to do this or do i just want to pick it up on release like i don't know but for rise hell no like i was all in pre-order that thing as soon as i could because i knew it was going to be great and it was what was the last game I pre-ordered? Um, like, I love it when there are companies like that. When I can just... When they're like, hey, this is up for pre-order. It's like, all right, you already you already have my money. You've already charged my card. It's it's yours. Uh, I don't even know what the last game I pre-ordered was. But, yeah, three all-stars definitely doesn't count because I had to get that wall I mean, it's last. the current. It's going to be the currency of the apocalypse. If you didn't get one, I'm sorry. You're just going to be really screwed when the when the bombs drop. Hey, if they sell physical copies at your local Target, Walmart, they're still there. There's still plenty of them there. I Buy walk- as many of them as you can. Never yes. play the never play the game, but just keep them around. Yeah, you will rule the world in about 20 years. <laughs> it's kind of it's like it's like the toilet paper shortage all over again. It really it really might be. Is that all you got from Monster Hunter Rise? That that is my weekly uh, praising <laughs> session for for Monster Hunter Rise. Indeed, yes weekly okay so i'll cut a 10 minute chunk for next week i was about to say we might as well just write into the schedule every time as long as it stays relevant because now i'm just all in so but now with my uh pointless rambling out of the way again is it time for the for the segment that we were talking about thank god i thought of it (laughs) yeah i was about to say this will be a this will be a good way to end out the episode because we need some time to fill So good job to Colby for thinking about of this next segment. Uh, he texted to me after I went to bed yesterday, so I didn't see I did, it until I, I did text you at 8, 8 p.m. It's probably yeah. bedtime. Yeah, sorry, I was out. I was out yesterday with my girlfriend, and we were getting like sheets or something before she had to go to work. And I looked down at my phone, and my manager says 2:45 a.m. tomorrow, and I nearly just like spit out my drink <laughs> right in the middle of sheets. I was like, "Are you are you shitting me right now?" 2:45 a.m. I really am old. I'm going to bed at freaking seven now. <laughs> but, God. Yeah, I was in bed at seven because I just had to get my sleep because that shift. It wasn't even because we had that many packages. It was just because they wanted to get the drivers out earlier. I was like, what? Dude. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So I did. I saw his text at 1.35, like 1.40 a.m. this morning. Uh, but... It was a really good idea, so I had all day to think about it. I'm so. shocked we haven't talked about it already. I think it's harder to think of than I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah, it was tough for me too. I, was, I mean, I was, even then, with with the things that I thought up, I can't really think of like the exact details for a lot of them because a lot of them happened in the past. But we'll just talk about it. Uh, I just re- looking behind you at your at your fire emblem wall reminded me of another one here. To tell tell the tell the people what we're doing while I write it down. Okay, so coolest gaming moments. Uh, cool. Uh, there's definitely best. There's definitely like most emotional. This is just coolest. So whatever yeah. got you the most hype. Whatever got you, like, jumped out of your chair. Whatever got you, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm playing this right now. Whatever whatever emotion you can think of, it's just cool. Like, you felt good in that moment. You were like, I cannot wait to keep playing this game. Or that was a great, satisfying ending to a game. Anything along those lines. So Tyler and I, there I go saying the S word again. (laughs) Yeah. Tyler, Tyler and I, four or five moments one, two, Each. three, four. I have five, and I, think I'm, I have I'm I have at, subcategories of them sometimes. So all right, I'm gonna add one more because I think I think we both know what it is because you definitely just wrote it down from Fire Emblem. I totally did. I totally did. Yeah, I, yeah. So it just depends on where it falls in the pecking order here. Yeah. Uh, who wants to Who wants to go Who wants to go first? Do you want to start? I'll go first. I can knock I can knock probably two out in one. Uh, here. Okay. Go for it. They, they are. On paper, they're kind of different, but in you know, in execution, they're kind of the same. The boss fights, the first time I beat final boss of Monster Hunter World, Xenojiva, and the first time I beat the final boss of uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and Explorers of Sky, Primal Dialga. Well, I guess Primal Dialga isn't the final final boss, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both serve similar purposes, because those two bosses were just absolute just walls for me. Xenojiva not so much because I there were just a few notable times that I failed it before I got it like the one time like in Monster Hunter there are time limits on fights so normally this this boss fight is, is an is an hour so 50 minutes is the time limit and I guess my gear must have been just shit because <laughs> it has so much health and I, I just couldn't beat it. And it's normally, again, this is the first time I ever beat the main story. So I was still kind of green at Monster Hunter at that point, I'd say. And I was playing with my friend, with my buddy Jacob. And we were tag-teaming this boss. Actually, no, that's a lie. He did it before me when we promised not to. So, screw you, Jacob. (laughs) But, uh, I was actually, yeah, that's right. I was fighting it solo. I thought at first we were fighting it together, and then I disconnected to fight it solo. But no, I was just fighting it solo. And... I don't know. I, I, maybe I was just intimidated or playing way too safe because I just wanted to beat this thing, but I just could not beat it. Uh, and I forget how it happened. I was getting near the end of the time limit, and I dealt the final blow. It said Xenojiva slayed in the top right corner, but I ran out of time at that exact same moment, and I failed the quest. Oh my god. So I was... I was filled with rage, vengeful rage. So I went back and did it again, and then I beat it the next time. But the the, the absolute anger I felt redoing that fight was what made me... Uh, Just propelled you to beat it. Propelled, Yeah, it, it propelled me onward to beat it again. And then Primal Dialga, again, big wall. This one much more so. Like, we, maybe like weeks, like I would, you know, periodically go back to the game, try and beat it, and I couldn't because the Pokemon I had just had nothing to do had nothing to do damage against Primal Dialga. Like, absolutely zero. And I was out of Reviver Seed, so I couldn't just brute force it. And it was just rough. I had to, like, 
hope and pray that the the dungeon that you have to get through to get to him first had enough reviver seeds to keep me up and at him in the fight. Nowadays, I know, like, make sure you have a move that can do super effective damage against him, or you're screwed. Uh, and usually dig is what I go for because oh, yeah. when then he, when he roars of time you can't, you can't get hit. Uh, but yeah, roar of time would just one shot me and my partner. And I just could not get past him at all. And then one t- and it somehow I did. It was like I had like a grass type and like a water type. I think it was like Bulbasaur and Squirtle were what I was using at that time. That beat primal dialogue. <laughs> or it was like I think it might have been Chikorita and something. It was a grass. I forget what that was, oh, but it was cool. it was it was Explorers of Time, not Sky. Because this is the first time yeah. I beat Primal Dialga. And I don't know how I beat it. I must have done like crazy shit with items or something. Like threw a sleep seat at him and then did some like crazy shit. But I finally knocked him down and I just remember my my relief. I remember the feeling of relief. And you know, since then, fight has always been stressful, even when I know that like I'm totally fucking stocked to beat him. But yeah, I again one of my favorite games of all time have to put in the moment where I finally beat the beat prime with Alga. So there you go. Those are two that I thought felt in fell into similar categories, but I've rambled on for literally like three minutes about them. So Colby, your turn. Okay. My number five is from a game that very recent in terms of, you know, when this came out again, we hyped up a lot and it takes place in the mid game. It is the moment when the, uh, well, the champions from the champions from present day Breath of the Wild come back in Age of Calamity. They oh, jump through the time. They shit. jump through the they jump through the time portals, and more specifically, in my instance, when Sidon and Yanobo come back to defeat the Blights in Chapter Five of Age of Calamity. That's true. I'll, I mean, I'll talk about this too, even though it's not on my list. But yeah, uh, mine mine was Riju and Teba. Yeah, and that's when I like fucking texted you. I was like, dude. Yeah. This. <laughs> oh my it, god. <laughs> So it sucks in the same moment that you realize how oh, this game is totally not canon, but it's I mean, still, it was so it was worth it. This game was it was so cool. That moment, just I literally another moment where I just jumped out of my chair while playing. I mean, hey, don't throw the canonicity out of the door yet because those good champ- point. those future champions came from somewhere. So they point. they totally probably came from that the original timeline. Anyway, this isn't a theory video. This is talking about <laughs> so so go ahead. I, yeah, I just. I was like, they're gonna die right in front of me. Yeah. Game. Uh, yeah. Like I, I get to see how it all ends, and I looked up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, a 20 hour game. What am I doing? But yeah, it was so cool. What then getting to fight as them too was. Just, I know you uh, had to fight as them immediately after. It's like holy shit. Yeah, once when Sidon paraglides out of there because Mifa's like all like banged up in the fight with one on one originally. I'm like, oh my god, this is. This is exactly what I wanted in this game. I just didn't know it yet. A lot like the Monster Hunter. Everyone likes Monster Hunter. You just don't know it yet. Like, this is exactly what I wanted this game to be. I just didn't know yeah, it yet. Yeah. And the fact that I was able to get it. Not, nonetheless, how a Warriors game was pretty sick and something I'll always remember in the Zelda in the Zelda games realm. It just, yeah. that, from that point on, the game is just phenomenal. Even before it, that. But the game's just so fun. Yeah, it's just nonstop after that point. I don't... I've never been able to replicate this moment, but it was on the map with, you know, Urbosa and, and uh, Rivali. Uh, and I just remember like running across like a big open like stretch and I look up and I just see Vom like the corrupted Vom Meadow just flying overhead past me. I'm like, this it's, is so fucking cool. It's so cool. And then I get to Vom Meadow and then the arrows come out of the portal and I was like, no fucking way. It's Teva. Yeah. That, th- those scenes are so incredibly well done. I, I mean, know. Just everything about them. Goosebumps. 
So good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These are basically goosebump gaming moments if you want to replace a world with the coolest. But yeah, that's my number five. Sidon, Yunobo, hopping in the portals in Age of Calamity. All right. I'll, I'll let you do the next one because I, okay. I've been talking. Again, I even jumped in on yours. So yeah, you can go to the next <laughs> this is def- This is definitely on your list. Uh, oh, number, shit. F- number four is when it's the fusion in uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's not. It's, it's not. not. Okay. It's, no. Okay. No. So I guess I can take it from here. Yeah. When Violet and Celtis fuse, uh, that's again another scene that's just so good. But it's just it's the word is cool. It's just so cool watching yeah. him cut the rift open in time with the now it's called the Sublime Creator Sword. Solon's like, oh no, and <laughs> even like the classmates, all they all have different reactions to it. The scene following that battle isn't as enticing. The one with Rhea singing, you know, like, okay, this is a little, um, this yeah. takes you out of it a little bit. But even before that, it's so cool when Byleth and Sothis finally, like, merge. Like, definitely, like, when she steps out of the chair and just walks down towards you, and you realize she's, like, two feet tall. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then literally just fuses into you with the hand, and the hair lights up, the sword lights up. It's just, it's amazing. Definitely one of the many, many, many reasons that that game forever will hold a place in my gaming heart yeah i think the music is just re- i think the music is really really good in that scene too it is really really good my god three houses soundtrack is just so good it's amazing but like specifically like the the notes that play as soon as you step out and you have like the rift behind you that that was the part that gave me goosebumps and then the shot where he's standing in between like the ripped open like red sky yeah that's exactly what i was like, talking yeah, about yeah so good uh he i think yeah, because I, I, I didn't include that on there because I guess for me, like when you said coolest gaming moments, it's like coolest gaming moments that like I pulled off, you know, like in a gameplay sense, more or less. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, again, you got to that point. So obviously I have some I have someone here, too, like in that manner. Yeah, I didn't even think that I could even add those for some reason, but I think it was just a coincidence. But yeah, that again, that even Bro- again, Brock had the same reaction that we did, which we were so happy about. Oh, yeah, uh, he loved it. You know, it was a Super Saiyan scene, so it was... It is. It really is. But, uh... All right, yeah. Man, now you got me thinking about that scene. Now I'm just... Oh, I want to go play Fire Emblem again. Oh, so uh, Speaking of Fire Emblem, we're going to keep it going. Uh, this is what I, this is what I was just reminded of, was the the final battle of my first Fire Emblem playthrough. Uh, oh, Gold- God-shattering star. <laughs> Golden Deer, yeah. Golden Deer fighting against Nemesis uh, in the final battle. Uh, I told I told the story to Colby before. I believe on I believe uh, season one we touched on this, but it was when uh, it was when we were fighting. Uh, you know, as the United Golden Deer, I kept everybody alive. We were at the end, and I think this one lives in my head. You know, solely because every single member of my squad got at least one crit on one of the people in that battle. Like it was just crit after crit after crit in that battle, and it felt so climactic because of that. Uh, and when you know you find when I finally got to Nemesis, I didn't kill. I made sure everyone like just surrounded him before I think I sent in the professor because I think she was the only one who could take a hit from Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, and then finally finished him off with a with a sublime heaven. I believe she crit to kill Nemesis too. So it was just she's all worked out. Perfect like movie ending. Uh, my you know I'll honorable mention of Blue Lions ending oh. as well, just because of. I, I was at the beach and I was telling you about this, just the absolute agony that was trying to get past that freaking wizard and then Edelgard just sniping you from across the map combo. Uh, but when I finally got to the end, Apex, World, Apex of the World blasting in my ears, 
I'm pretty sure I, get, I sent Dimitri in this time to kill Edelgard because holy shit, he does so much damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that scene, I think, is in contention for one of the best cut scenes where uh, Dimitri has to kill Edelgard and she like tries to throw the knife at him. So she hits, she doesn't do anything. I mean, yeah, he's literally like a tank walking. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, there's so many good scenes. That that's with, definitely most I think with the dagger that he gave her. Gave her, right? yep. So yeah. rip your heart out. Again, just goosebumps is great. So I think that's the end of the fire emblem train though. Yeah, right? no, it is. Okay, so I'll let you transition to the next to the next one. Number the one, two, and three are interchangeable based on the day. It just happens to be today that they are that we're doing this. Yeah. Three's the distortion world. Distortion world. Wow. Three's the distortion world from Platinum. And I, I needed a Platinum representative and I didn't yeah. know where to do the Cynthia battle or like the first time beating Cynthia because Yeah. There's rumors are gonna nerf her in the remakes, and if they do that, I'm gonna be devastated. But I don't think they're gonna nerf her. I think we're just gonna be better players, and it's gonna be easier for us. That's true, but there's rumors going around they're gonna nerf like some of her party Pokemon, which I will be devastated. I don't. I was about to say I don't think there's any like grounds for that. No validity, but it's just like it's going around. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, something that. In that time, in 2009, the game came out. Something that had never been done in Pokemon before, and uh, up to that point, like, the story in Platinum, I think, is really good anyway. It just builds off of what Diamond and Pearl did, but now you got both Dialga and Palkia, so you can't stop the you can't stop him from creating a new world. Garatina pops out. The scene, that scene's just terrifying when the yeah, eyes just dude. lay up underneath the, underneath the spear pillar, and he just swallows you whole. He jumps at you through the screen. It's like a little jump scare moment. And then yeah. the portal's open the distortion world, and the music's just so eerie and perfect, and everything is just like literally distorted, upside down, floating like waterfalls. Um, the Lake Guardian drawing there, like helping you guide through Cynthia's in there. Then that final boss against Cyrus, final battle against Cyrus, excuse me. Yeah, challenging, definitely challenging, uh, and very again, the Team Galactic music just hits perfectly in that moment. And then you go catch Garatina, and the Garatina music plays for the first time ever. You first thing you yeah. ever hear the Garatina theme, and oh my god, it's such so good. And yeah, it sucks that it's like a 15-minute sequence, but it's something that I'll never forget when playing a Pokemon game. Another reason why Platinum is my favorite Pokemon game. Yeah. Shit, we're, we're really lining up here, because I have a Gen 4 moment, too. Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver? From Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, of course. Uh, there are a few that I could name. Uh, I could name the first time that I beat. Oh, I know what you're gonna name. That I beat Lance and Red on this specific playthrough. I could do that because this this save file I've had for years, and I never even realized that I never. Well, I knew I didn't beat them because my team was horribly underleveled. But then, you know, I went and did the Chansey trick. I got the lucky egg, grinded them up for day for a few days in a row, and I finally was able to beat the Lance rematch and Red at the same time with my with my new upgraded team. So I could have put that probably going to be my honorable mention for this slot, but I think I just got to go with the one time that I had transferred my Infernape from my level 100 Infernape from diamond to hard gold and soul silver. And it nearly single handedly defeated red. And I had like, so the way the story goes is I was like, all right, I'm going to fight red. I don't know why thing like that or one Pokemon beat red. Yeah, I don't know why I did it. I just did it. Uh, but this wasn't... I don't think this is the first time I beat him, because I remember transferring Infernape over the first time to for the sole purpose of beating Red. 
But I think this time was just like going up to just try and beat him because I knew you could rematch him after you beat the champion again. Mm-hmm. So I went up there only to realize like after I got in the battle, like I only had like five hyper potions oh. and that was it. That was the only healing items I have or I had rather. Uh, so I was like, okay, I could say I could save and quit and go back and get more potions. But I decided to like I decided to ride it out and see what happens. And I think Infernape one shot every single one of Red's Pokemon. Infernape's a beast. I like I don't know how he did it. I probably had to switch for Blastoise, or I could have close combated him. I'm not sure. Probably not. His defense stat is crazy, so I probably swapped out for Blastoise. But I distinctly remember not even using a healing item in that battle and just absolutely brute forcing it with my first ever Pokemon. And damn, it was so good. It was so fun. Uh, It's hard to put that over beating Lance, honestly, because I feel like I feel like Lance is actually more climactic than people give him credit for. I agree for sure. Because uh, I know, you know, it's, it's Red. It's literally the player character from Gen 1, obviously. But, I mean, Lance, man, just the golden chamber of yeah. of the Elite Four room and then the, the silent walk to the to the um, Hall of Fame always gets me in Harkle and Soul Silver, And then the credits are always super charming to me as well. Uh and you know you get to see your Pokemon uh, and what level you have them at and everything. Yeah, Lance doesn't deserve the credit he gets in those games. Yeah, I mean, or he doesn't get the credit he deserves. As I was say, Sorry, I said that backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are reasons to love him and hate him, but I still think he's a really climactic champion, especially the rematch. Because holy shit, he gets really buffed for the rematch. But I'll group it all together and say the end battles of of Harkle and Soul Silver uh, yeah, are always those are good cool. Ones. And, you know, were probably probably the coolest moment for me way back in the way back in the day. But that's these aren't in any order for me uh, personally. I'm just kind of spitting off how the order I wrote them down in. So I have one more after that. But yeah, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Endgame. Amazing. All right, I'm going back to back Pokemon here. Ooh, OK. I hate to. I hate to give my I hate to give this game any validity on this list. Uh-oh. Number Mario Kart? Two. No, god no. No. De- destroying my career in Mario Kart. No, Kart? That's is that on- what it? honorable mention. Number 2 ah. is <laughs> catching shiny Garatina in Pokémon. Uh, so, so. I can't I, I I cannot leave it off. I just can't. I I didn't even I wasn't even grinding that long. It was like 3 yeah. weeks. Yeah. I, I got really lucky. Like three weeks, I well, okay, I guess I was grinding for a while. I yeah. completed my first ever Pokedex. This is a series of things. Completed my first ever Pokedex, and the first Pokemon I encounter after I do that is a shiny Ferrothorn, and I catch that. Yeah. And then the the DLC comes out, so I go to the I go to the raid dens, do all that good stuff, catch legends, and like finally old legendaries are in this game. Yep. And I go online. I spend four dollars for an online month of online <laughs> to find a Garatina den, and I did. And I'm like, okay, I, this is my. I'm just gonna do it now. I'm committed. I have nothing else to play. I'm just gonna go for it. And yeah, three weeks later, I had a shiny Garatina. I remember so vividly what was going on. My parents were going through, 
like old DVDs and they're watching them in the big room. And I'm pretty sure like um, an eight year old me was playing a football game on the TV. Like Colby to come watch this. And I was just screaming. I remember like, yes, like I had shiny Garatina. <laughs> the, yeah. They had no idea what was going on. I was not going to watch eight year old me hand off the hand off the ball to running backs. I just couldn't believe it. I took a picture. I sent it to you. I, I used, I think I wrote to you. I got him. And you wrote the demon Lord. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I just, and yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Put it on Twitter. It was my pin tweet for a while. And I will, and I got the level 100, beat the league. Not that much of a comp, not that much of a, you know, praise beating the, beating the Pokemon league and sword and shield, not that yeah. really high stakes, but yeah, I shiny Garatina got the orb, have him in his origin form. Cannot wait to transfer him over to every game I play for the rest of my life. And hopefully course, I can transfer him into this. Hopefully I can transfer him into this one, the brilliant diamond shine pearl. Don't know if I'll be able to with the art style and all that good stuff. But hey, now now you'll have a chance to get a second shiny Garatina. I will have a chance to get a second shiny Garatina. <laughs> yes, but yeah, but, shiny Garatina is number two on my list. I was about to say we we were talking about that 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 has to be on. It's just your favorite legendary, and you finally got a shiny. It's it's a wonderful feeling. It, it's oh my god! I don't know if it can ever be replicated. I have not gotten the shiny. Clearly, it was. Clearly, it was replicated. We're we're, yeah, we're trying. We're going for Ho for a while now. Yeah, well, I've been going for. I've I've taken a break from it. I haven't a little booted up short and shield in a while, but eventually I might go back to it. But my last one is a game I haven't really thought about in a really long time. Wait, is this your two or your, or your one? This is my last one. This. Is, oh, okay. Yeah, I, like I said, not in any particular order for me. Okay. Just kind of naming them off as I remembered them. Alright. And and also this wasn't in the order that I originally had them. I just kind of spouted off which one I had based on what you had because ours lined up in a yeah. in a fun way where we could correlate them. But my last one is probably not going to correlate with anything you have in, in right. either your last two or last one. But Alright, let's hear it. This is actually from a Call of Duty game. <sighs> Boy, nope. No no no. <laughs> <laughs> uh so for context my friend, a previously mentioned Jacob, who left me behind in Monster Hunter World, uh, is a huge zombies guy. Huge Call of Duty zombies guy. He's crazy at it. He does every like Easter egg that there is. He buys all the COD games. He's just a monster at, at Call of Duty zombies. And I never was. I was never really into it. Uh, I mean, I liked playing it when I was with him. Like I couldn't play it alone. He could. And he, you know, because he's crazy, but I, I couldn't play zombies alone. I thought it was like, I don't know, it just wasn't enjoyable for me. But whenever I played with him, it was really good. Uh, and I had never completed an Easter egg. We had tried before. We had tried to complete the different Easter eggs, but, uh, you know, because every zombies map has an insanely complicated Easter egg uh, to do that gives you like secret endings and all that. I think I remember you telling me about this like really long time ago. Yeah, it must have been a really long time ago. Like we tried... Advanced Warfare was the game where I really tried to go for an Easter egg. Because, you know, I was a Titanfall guy, so seeing, like, a... I always forget if, like, Advanced Warfare came after Titanfall. I think it definitely did. Because I, I, cause I always said, like, oh, you know... Call as, far as, like, as far as, like, when it was released? Yeah, when it was released, because I was like, oh, Titanfall's ripping off the double jump from, from Titanfall and all okay, that. Okay, hang on. I... Uh, the original Titanfall, by the way, not Titanfall. Yeah, too. I know, Titanfall... Yeah, same year, 2014. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I'm, maybe oh. I was just, maybe oh. that was just the era of the of the futuristic shooter then. Must have been. But I bought both, so I was still a Titanfall kid when when I picked up Advanced Warfare. Uh, 
and you know not the most well received Call of Duty, uh, but I I liked it a fair amount because I feel like I was better suited for the for the advanced you know movement and atmosphere of the game. Uh, I, I was I think I feel like I was more uh, willing to give it kind of turn a blind eye to its flaws probably, but let's see. I think it was like one of the first DLC maps. One of the first new zombies maps they added was Burger Town in uh in Advanced Warfare. And that was the first Easter egg I ever completed with my with Jacob and some of his friends. Uh we finally all got together and that was the one that we finally did and it felt really good to to complete it. But the real one, the real uh moment that I want to talk about here is somehow, you know, I was just playing by myself well, I was connecting to random, so I had randos in my lobbies when we were playing zombies. Uh, and somehow this group of of people who like we we couldn't we didn't talk at all, we weren't on the mics, nothing. We completed the Easter egg. <laughs> like we did, every, I guess by some miracle, every single person that got into that lobby that day had the same mindset of okay, we go for the Easter egg, and without even needing to communicate, we did it. And I don't think it was any like. I mean, I feel like the Advanced Warfare Easter eggs are a bit easier than the past ones, but I just remember doing this, and, like, I'm, you know, we're at the step where we just have to kill a bunch of zombies, and I'm looking around like, we're actually going to fucking do this. And I haven't even said a word to these guys. Just in sync. Uh, I was about to say, we were just in the zone, and I don't even think it was that, like, like none of us even really went down. We were just we were just plowing through it, and we, we got to the Easter egg part where we activate this, like, robot mascot that massacres all the zombies nearby. And we were, and I was like, "Holy shit! I need. I'm gonna go tell Jacob about this." And I did. And I don't know. That memory just always kind of lived in my head, uh, because that was the first time I ever really like delved into. I truly completed an achievement that I knew that my friend was very passionate about. So uh, that was my. That was the last big, uh, cool moment that I remember doing. Uh, I was beat. Was beating Advanced Warfare Burger Town Easter Egg with a whole bunch of random people. Just Call of Duty lobbies with friends, I guess, is this whole moment in itself. Like that's oh, yeah. definitely one that that yeah that's gonna live with that lives with you throughout your childhood years for sure. But yeah, uh, it has to be an honorable mention on this list. Number one, shouldn't surprise you what game it comes from. It's <laughs> I mean it's the opening shot in Breath of the Wild. It's the clip. The view. opening shot. It's the opening shot when you pan out over the ruined land of Hyrule. Link just gets out of the. Shrine Resurrection, not the ending, not the ending shot. Although it's close. I mean, I was gonna. I, I have to get I, to the there was another scene that I definitely thought you were gonna go for, but I'll talk about it after. All right, yeah, but I mean, it it just me it just means so much to me because that was like the first game besides Mario Kart, which is its own demon. Yeah, it's its own world. Like, <laughs> I just like the story of me with the Switch, and I I said in the Discord recently. I got the Switch for Christmas after I recently put this, recently in this episode. I traded in Pokemon Ultra Moon and a 3DS <laughs> and $100 for a Switch. Yeah. And I'd never before played a Zelda game. I'd never really... I, I only thought, like, the the cream of the crop gamers are the ones who were playing those games. But I'm like, you know what? Uh, I got I got one gift from my grandfather, and I'm like, I want to get Breath of the Wild. I want to play a Zelda game. My uncle loves it, Zelda. I something I seem to be interested in. And my God, when I... I put that game in. I, I, little did I know how much of an impact it would have on my gaming life. It, it truly brought you back to it. it brought to me gaming. All, it, yeah, because I, I was off it for a little bit because 
they are still every, all my friends are still playing Call of Duty and shooters. I'm like, I suck at these. I don't enjoy playing them. Uh, so I, t- I took kind of a hiatus, and then this brought me all. It just brought me all the way back in. Seeing yeah. that oh, the the music hits in, the little logo in the bottom right corner. It's mm-hmm. it's a masterpiece in gaming, and that's really where it all started. That opening shot, and throughout the 11, 12 times I've replayed that game, however many, I don't even know, probably that yeah. much. Yeah, I, I get goosebumps at it no matter what, and it will. It'll forever be something I remember when playing video games is that opening yeah. shot of the wild. Then that old man's just like, don't take my apple. Don't take my axe. <laughs> don't take the axe or the apple. You can't have either, naked man. Or my torch. <laughs> Nothing. Man, we just steal all the shit. We did. Uh, in, pure, in nostalgia, yeah, no, that definitely beats over the moment I was thinking of. But I mean, for the moment I was thinking of, I definitely thought it was going to be Courage Need Not Be Remembered because it's never forgotten. <sighs> yeah. God, that's so good too. It's such a good line, dude. I didn't, I didn't want to pick multiple oh. in the same game, but oh, Courage. That, that's something else that gives me goosebumps every time. Then you go with the bow of light and you sh- nine nine quick shots and the beat's done. But Courage Not Be Remembered for is never forgotten is certainly that's something. Lo- that's I want that on an art piece to put my to put my gaming den when I'm older one day. <laughs> Just hang that on the wall. Courage need not be remembered for is never forgotten. Just a screenshot of the game, just framed, boom, with the dialogue on it. <laughs> That'd be per- be perfect. It'd be perfect. But uh, you got any honorables? I have a couple honorables. I did kind of mention honorables as I was going. Okay. So yeah, you you can name yours. All right. So the red battle is honorable. The red battle is yeah, just, of course. It has course. to be. It speaks it's for so itself. Good. It speaks yeah. for itself. Playing Super Mario Galaxy in 2020 was something I had right. on this. Yeah, because that was just when you hear the dun, 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 I'm like, oh, my God, dun, Super dun, Mario Galaxy on the Nintendo dun. Switch. Yeah. And yeah, 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 I played through Galaxy in its entirety. I got all 120 stars. That's, a, again, favorite Mario game. Brock, yeah. it's, a, it's a masterpiece. You're so, that's such a such a bad take. That's not a good game. Uh, absolutely. He's a horrible take. That's insane. just wrong. That's just wrong. Because I have to agree with you, because the last time I beat that game was on the Wii in the Wii and during the Wii era. Uh, speaking of Wii era, honorable mention. We'll talk. Hang on, I'll talk about that after. I don't want to completely forget about Mario Galaxy. I remember having a really hard time with the final Bowser fight way back when. Yeah, I think, I, think I invited over my neighbor who also had the game to help me beat it. So this is the first time I, f- I actually like truly myself beat Mario Galaxy, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mario Galaxy in twenty twenty is awesome. But speaking another. Of- Oh, sorry. I was going to do my neuro. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of Wii era, completely forgot. Another one of my favorite games. Sonic and the Black Knight. Uh, <laughs> be- beating the final boss of that for the first time was super Sonic's awesome. Back. Yeah, it's Sonic is back. Uh, it was a really trippy boss fight. You're like Super Sonic in like golden knight armor fighting this literal demon, abomination, tentacle monster in the void. And... I mean, I'm just looking like a probably a absolute idiot in my living room, just freaking slashing my Wiimote back and <laughs> forth, trying to, you know, break through these energy blasts and shit. Uh, I think the better moment was uh, beating the penultimate boss, which, which was the Black Knight himself, because I feel like that fight was much harder. So when I finally beat him, that shit was, was crazy. Like, I, I think I was sweating when the final credits finally rolled. Like, I was tired. <laughs> I was sitting on the floor. I was like... Raising my Wiimote in the air, I was like, let's go. I think I was, I forget how old I was back then, but I was like, I am literally the most badass man alive in this moment. That would be a fun game to bring to Switch with motion controls. 
Yeah, but, but I don't think they'll ever bring Black Knight back. No, I don't think. Listen, so. if they if they listen, we're already banking on the colors remaster. We don't need we don't need Black Knight getting in the way of that. As much as I like that game, but yeah, you were say you were said you had another one from the Wii era as well. It's uh, I forget what it's called, but in Subspace Emissary, when you enter that portal to go fight Taboo, or Taboo. like when he, yeah, when he when he wrecks you all again, you have to go like get all the fighters back and go through the game again. Yeah. Some people say it's the most annoying part of Subspace Emissary, but I thought it was just a, I thought it was a great way to cap the it great, all off. The Great Maze. The Great Maze. That's what it's called. God, that shit was really hard. It was really hard. And it I, was I, really rough for me back when. I played it like two years ago, and I 100. I got everybody. Yeah. And but yeah, it's so cool when he's about to fire it back up, and then Sonic finally and, and finally Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic finally comes through, and you're like, "Where have you been this entire time?" But then you get like six fires against Taboo. It's just complete madness. Subspace is better than World of Light. I will die with that take for sure. But I mean, I don't think we'll ever have Subspace again with the amount of characters that we have for this. Oh god, could you imagine? Yeah. World of Light is the closest we'll ever get to Subspace. Again. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but unless they shrink the roster again, which they could. And then but, the last one I have yeah. is the Irish battle from Black and White Two, just strictly off the. Yeah, game. I was about to say that's you're you're gonna pull up the music. No, just strictly off the music. That's the only reason it's on there. The oh, just strictly because good. of the music. Oh yeah, super good. They it's not really a, not really a hard fight, but it's just not. so such a great such a great banger song. I don't know, Black and White. Like the first time you fight the Elite Four in Black and White, it's tense. It is. Like, I don't know why that one just feels more intense than the others because you're like, because every time that you beat one, you come out of that same room and you see, like, I'm still locked in here. Mm-hmm. I still have to fight these other guys before I can get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you, like, dis- somehow you descend from the building and then you walk out and you up, see this other building castle. that you're still outside somehow. It's probably like a canyon or something, but. Might be. Super. Super cool and Iris fight. They recently remastered or uh, re uh, remastered. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they remixed uh, her theme in Pokemon Masters, and it's God, it's great, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's all the honorables I have for coolest gaming moments. Again, I'm shocked we didn't do this before, but I'm yeah. glad that we waited uh, 86 episodes <laughs> to finally do yeah. it. Just a lot of, I mean, there's a lot. I could, I just, I'm continually thinking of more. Oh like yeah, right me now. too. Me too. Like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, when you beat, I talked about this when I talked about Grovile, uh, and why he's my favorite character in gaming. Uh, when you beat his side story and like the, you know, the future is wiped out, but then you you know you come back and you do it's, it's a whole thing. I honestly, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon could be filled with cool moments, but yeah, it's games are just the gift that keeps on giving, man. They like, forever will be. They are. My my prime supplier of goosebumps these days. That's a great way to put it. They kind of are. <laughs> are. D- these Disney Plus TV shows are giving them a run for their money, though. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a whole other topic in itself. Yeah, but... Yeah, it took us a, it took us a long time to get to this uh, probably pretty obvious filler category uh, of of great moments, of, cool, of just cool-ass moments oh, in gaming. Oh, just so cool, yep. But, you know had to happen at some point so here we are and i'm sure we will we could probably do this list years down the line and half of them would be the same but half of them would be completely different 
Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about this again when we actually break it when we break out our list for the final like for the hundredth episode of like the our favorite games of all time. I'm sure we'll have I'm sure we'll have some moments in there for sure. Hopefully uh Breath of the Wild Two comes out before that point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, within the next uh, fourteen weeks, that'd be great. That was oh yeah, actually that's true. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, if you, Breath of the Wild wants to drop anywhere from April twentieth to let's say August first, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really really good. That way we could play it in college. That'd be great. Uh yeah. Oh god. Oh, uh, we do we do have listen. This E three is going to make or break a lot of things. I think they're gonna have the same expectations they had for that direct. In fact, they are. People people are going to be expecting the world of nintendo for this e3 now they have a little more reason to think that way about an mm-hmm. e3 presentation but still i don't know man like i'm nervous for this I'm, i don't know I'm what's nervous. going to happen i'm i'm that's exactly how i feel i'm nervous because like, like, like i don't, don't get want, it <laughs> i don't want them to just confirm all the rumors that we've heard but at the same time i kind of do yeah man we'll have an e3 episode again later down the line but yeah nervous is the best way to put it like with every passing day i'm like oh my god and like it's only like a month or it's only like a month and a half away like it's close and it's nearby it's very close and uh, i don't know i don't know why i'm so scared about this this feels like a very this is absolutely inconsequential it's it's a video gaming present conference you know on paper but this will make or break my summer. <laughs> this is the, that's true. This is the culmination of a, of so much speculation. It, yeah, it's just and so yeah. many huge games could be you could know, or could are, not are be they, there. Yeah, I just I mean we're going to get them eventually, but like we'd prefer them closer to now, you know? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. But we'll we'll stop raising your anxiety levels, gamers. Uh, we we've said our piece for the day, I believe. We have. So, thank you guys so much for watching. Fuck. Thank you guys so much for listening and making it this far in the episode every time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, I know it's not my... I can't leverage my birthday anymore, but it's still my It's still my birthday. Well, it's not even my birthday week anymore. It's a few days after my birthday. Please leave a review if you want to make me happy. Uh, a few days after my birthday. Uh, leave us a, uh, a review on Apple Podcasts and a, and a rating as well, which would be greatly appreciated. We always love to see the feedback that you guys uh, have on the episode. My dogs are barking. Uh, helps, our, helps our show grow as well. Absolutely, it does. It pushes uh, pushes out to new people and uh, you know gets it in the algorithm. Yes. Uh, dare I say it? But And don't be afraid to reach out on any social media accounts uh, if you want to uh, you strike up a conversation, give suggestions, anything you want. DMs are always open. Uh, yeah, Colby, where can they find the where can they find the links to these social media accounts? You can find it in the description or the show more section under, right underneath this episode. <laughs> Again, all the links are down there. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Gmail. If you want to contact us more privately, anything. And everything is appreciated if you guys are willing to give it as far as feedback goes, like like Tyler said, ratings, reviews, um, Twitter messages, whatever you want to do. It's all greatly appreciated. And if you like if you enjoy the episode, let us know what your favorite where your coolest gaming moments are, all that good stuff. We'd love to hear from you guys, as always. And yeah, that's gonna do it for episode eighty six total. Yeah, it's we're, we're climbing. We're nearly we are, there. We are nearly there. We're nearly there. 
It's going to be really, really weird. It is, it's going to be very, very weird to triple digits. Uh, we're going to have to make it worth it, aren't we? I guess so. The big, the big, uh, big episode. The big one. Stay tuned for that, gamers. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you guys um, so much for making this far. We love you all. And uh, call me any any other uh, parting words for our for our audience. Have a good one, gamers. See you next week, boys. Uh-huh.